Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. December 15th, Jerry Falwell Sr. In the middle of his sophomore year in college, Falwell Sr. believed in Jesus. I wanted to study the Bible and prepare myself for whatever God wanted me to do, he said later. My heart was burning to serve Christ. I knew nothing would ever be the same again. He switched to Bible college, became a pastor, and founded a Baptist church with a congregation of 35 people. A week later, on this date in 1956, Falwell Sr. broadcasted the first episode of Old Time Gospel Hour. Over the years, the church grew to a congregation of 24,000 and included a day school and support for missionaries. In 1979, Falwell Sr. also founded the Moral Majority and encouraged politicians to reverse the politicization of immorality in our society. He supported voluntary prayer in public schools and opposition to abortion and military strength. Evangelist Billy Graham said about Falwell Sr., he had been, quote, a close personal friend for many years. We did not always agree on everything, but I knew him to be a man of God. When faith requires that you take a stand, sometimes you must stand alone. Like he did every Saturday morning, Jerry Falwell sat at Lee Baca's shoe shine service where soft-spoken Lewis worked. Their conversation always centered around the two men's walks with God. I heard your sermon on television last week, Reverend, Lewis said, like he always did. I sure do like the way you preach. Thank you, Lewis. How are you and the Lord getting along? Falwell asked. So good. The Lord is so good, Lewis said. But it was clear Lewis wanted to say something more. He stopped polishing for a moment, looked up at his friend and lowered his voice. Say, Reverend, when will I be able to join that church of yours over on Thomas Road? The question hit Falwell hard. No black man had ever asked to join his church, and deep lines of segregation still plagued the South. If Falwell allowed black people to enter his church, what would happen? For one thing, he would be crossing into political territory. For a long time, he believed politics should be kept completely separate from church matters. And there was another thing. Some families had already left his church over other racial matters, like the time when he hired a black pianist, or when he allowed all children, not just the white children, to participate in a church summer camp. But could there ever be a good reason to keep godly men and women from joining his church? Jerry couldn't weigh the matter in an instant, so he decided to say nothing. I don't want to cause you any trouble, Reverend. Lewis went back to buffing his shoe. But I sure do like the way you preach, and one day I'd love to join Thomas Road myself. The gentle request shook Falwell, and he wrestled with the situation for weeks and then for months. Ultimately, he kept coming back to the same answer. No matter what people thought of him, and no matter how political the matter was, there was no way he could face God while shutting the door against his fellow believers. 
Soon, Falwell had his opportunity to act on his conviction. Shortly after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a black family applied to join Falwell's church, and under his direction, the church board unanimously accepted them. The next time Falwell went to get his shoes shined, he told Lewis the good news. I guess it's time for me to come and visit, Lewis said, his eyes glistening with tears. From that time forward, Lewis and his family, along with hundreds of others who now saw the open door for them, visited and joined Falwell's church. And the pastor never regretted the decision to take a stand for his brothers and sisters in Christ. Titus 2, 11 through 13 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, can you take a stand for your convictions, no matter how unpopular or political they are? When faith requires you to take a stand, sometimes you must stand alone. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.